So I grew up playing hockey and I was actually pretty good at it. I I played defense. It was it was that position that I just really developed in that I embraced that I love to do. And there was always this moment where when the person on the other team that was carrying the puck was coming at me, I would flip around and start skating backwards between them and our goal. And in that moment, the entire world would just shut out. And it was just me and this person in front of me, the puck, and I would, I would be in this ready, really open position with my stick in one hand. And I would just, I wouldn't even be thinking about it. I would just be reacting to the moment. And at, at just the right time, it seemed like very consistently, I would swing at the puck. I would maybe knock it away or throw them off enough that I was able to engage with them, push them away from the goal. And I remember um, in, when I played hockey as a grown-up, uh, I had this experience where they tracked lots of different stats that I'd never seen tracked before for, for teams that I was playing with. And, um, and, and the first year that I played defense in this league, this was when we lived out in Oregon, our team won the championship. And at the end of the season, I saw that our team had um, 20% less shots on goal against our goalie than any of the other teams in the league. And I can't claim complete credit for this, but if your goalie has roughly the same save percentage as the other goalies in the league, and they're seeing four shots for every five shots that the other goalies are seeing, well, your team is going to have less goals scored against you than the other teams on average. And... um. I, I believe that that ability to step into that flow state, that flow state where everything dropped away and I was just able to fully engage in the moment, led me to being a much, much better defender. And that's one of the places that the flow state is studied in high-performance sports. Um, it's, it's often the place where we're most likely to experience it, is in sports. But... There are lots of other places that you can experience the flow state, including, including in copywriting. And as a copywriter, some of the best copy that I have written consistently through time has been when I have been in a flow state. And arguably, that is a secret of truly great copywriting and copywriters is this ability to tap into the flow state during the writing process. So I want to share some thoughts about that with you today. Uh, so copywriting from the flow state, like I said, this is a secret of truly great copywriters that like, like that, that moment I'm talking to you about, or I, I, I told you about in hockey where I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about what was going on. I wasn't analyzing the puck, the player movement, any of that. It was just this, this train response to the situation where I wasn't thinking. I was just playing. Well, um, with copywriting, it, it can be the exact same thing. It, it, it's about not thinking and just writing. Don't think, just write. And when you are in the flow state, that's what's happening. It's, it's that you're not necessarily processing, what am I going to say? 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 But you're just uh, expressing the message. You're letting it flow through you. And um, this is coming at it from a slightly different angle, but 
uh, Marty Edelston, the founder of Boardroom Inc., uh, who grew a company largely on the back of direct response copywriting to over $150 million per year, um, with Brian Kurtz as his number two in command, which was my, uh, who's been a, a, a client and, and friend of mine. Uh, Marty, Marty would say that when he reviewed a piece of copy, what he was looking for was not some like, does it, does it adhere to a certain set of rules? Does it do this, that, or the other thing? He, he just wanted to know, does it vibrate? Does it make him vibrate? Does he have this reaction of like, like uh, almost a, a physical reaction where his nervous system is vibrating because of the excitement he's experiencing around this copy? And um, I would argue that the type of copy that is written in flow is much more likely to be copy that vibrates, regardless of any rules that it follows, regardless of any, any of that that it follows, right? And this is also what Danny Hatch was talking about in his method marketing book, where copywriters who were, um, you know, consummate professionals and copywriters who were just didn't even think of themselves as copywriters who just sat down to write a sales letter or an appeal letter. In both cases, what they were doing was they were tapping into this flow state of having a message that they wanted to get out. And that message resonated because it just came from this, this spot, right? And there's an argument here also for speed copywriting. And other copywriters have talked about this. I have my high velocity copywriting course, which one of the emphasis there is that like once you know what you're gonna say, you wanna write it fast because it's, it's all about tapping into this flow state. Um, I, I, recently, uh, I recently read something from Henry Bingaman who was talking about this, this process of writing a particular sales letter and right before they were supposed to launch this, I, actually I think it was a video, right before, before they were supposed to record this video, um, the company, it was an investment promo, the company actually killed off the product line or, or business uh, segment that he was writing about in the initial sales letter. And so they couldn't launch the initial sales letter anymore. They had to switch it up. And Henry said that he rewrote the entire thing in like two or three days. And it went on to become this massive control. And everybody on the team said it was much better actually than the initial copy that he had written. And by being forced into this speed copywriting situation, I believe that he tapped into this flow state um, to, to achieve that big, um, that big control and, and so much profits that were generated from that. So how do you actually intentionally cultivate and find flow while copywriting? Well, uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, who is probably the world's best known researcher about flow, he's written a book called Flow, right, um, has this definition and I you know, I, I have to give credit to my coach, Joseph Rodriguez, who um, who has talked so much about flow and introduced me to Csikszentmihalyi's work. Um, that flow comes where challenge meets skill. Flow comes where challenge meets skill. And for the, for the um, purpose of copywriting, I'll add preparedness. I'll add preparedness. Um, so if the situation is, I have this challenge, um, that I need to overcome and I don't have the skill or preparedness to overcome it, well, I'm probably not going to get into flow. Or if it's not challenging and I have it to my, to my ample skill and preparedness, maybe that, that won't get me flow either. But if I have this challenge of cranking out this, this piece of sales copy 
and I have the skill to do it and I'm prepared to write what I need to write, well, I'm going to be much more likely to end up in this flow situation while copywriting. Um, and what I'll say is, is one of the reasons that I really emphasize uh, principles and strategy so much above and beyond anything like techniques and tactics is because when I sit down to write a piece of copy, and I, I recommend this for you too, I don't think about the frameworks and the templates and the, the very specific structure. Yes, I might have used those at a point in the, the research process to, to kind of come up with the message that I want to say, but when I actually sit down and I write a piece of copy, I'm not even thinking about the you know, the structure of the copy or anything like that. I'm just trying to channel, I'm trying to get out the, the message that I want to convey. And that comes inevitably from this like experience that I have since 2005 of just learning everything that I can about the principles and strategy of effective copywriting, effective direct response marketing. And by understanding the principles and, and really installing those in myself, um, then I can just write and I can trust, I can trust my subconscious mind to like apply all the principles and strategy and yeah, some techniques and tactics as, um, as it's coming out, right? I can trust my subconscious or whatever the source of this, this flow of copywriting is, I can trust that to, uh, deliver, uh, whatever the copy needs to be as I just let myself write. And so if you do want to find if you want your copywriting to flow, if you want to find flow in your copywriting, here's what you need to do first. Uh, number one is research, research, research. So you need to understand your product. You need to understand your market. You need to understand, like if you're doing something like uh, financial copywriting, one of the things you need to do is you need to understand all the stories that are going to go into your copy, right? Like you need to have all your research in place first. This is why so many great copywriters, especially in more complex markets with more complex offers or messaging, um, spend so much time on research is because we need to have all of that at our disposal when it comes time to actually put the, the, the pen to paper or the fingers to keyboard, right? And the actual writing process may take, you know, 10 hours or less for a 10,000 word uh, sales message, but the research process could be weeks and weeks and weeks, just so you understand it to the point where you can write about it in this really interesting, compelling way, right? So it's always coming from this ground of preparedness of having the research at your disposal. But then you need to find uh, what, what I call an inspired big idea, an inspired big idea. In my high velocity copywriting, I teach that there are three big idea types, a, a 10x opportunity, an urgent problem, and an imminent prediction that will lead to either a 10x opportunity or an urgent problem um, that need to be addressed. And those three big idea types, and I go much deeper in that training, those three big idea types, like once you have something that like really captures that and, and you know how to present a big idea that fits within those types, well, then it's, then it's almost falling out of you if you have all that supporting research, all that supporting data. But even with that said, like I would not necessarily, I might sit down and I might write 500 or 1,000 words just to get a big idea out. And this might be something that you would think of as the headline and lead. But I'm not going to write a complete sales message based on that. Um, I want I want to know generally what I want to say. So if I'm going to write a longer form like video sales letter or 
um, any longer piece of sales copy. I'm talking, you know, 4,000 words plus. I want to have a general uh, outline, notes, references, all at my disposal. And so during the research process, what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, so I know that this is like an opportunity lead, right? And I know what I need to do to support an opportunity lead. And so I'm kind of putting that information into notes, into an outline. I'm really structuring, um, I, I'm structuring the message without actually writing the message during the course of the research. Not necessarily because that structure that I give it up front is what it's going to end up being in the end, but because if I go through that process of, of doing the research and of putting together all of the references that I need, then when it comes time to write, like I can just focus on letting the words flow, letting the copywriting flow out of me. And so knowing what I'm going to say and having all the notes and the references that are necessary for me to actually say it in maybe roughly a good order of how it might work in the end, but not tying myself to that, is all that preparedness that is required for me to then sit down and let flow happen. And so here's how to create space for flow to happen naturally. You gather all those notes and the resources that I just talked about with the preparedness, right? Um, and then you wanna kill distractions. If you, have, um, if you have notifications going off all the time, if you have uh, calls coming in, your phone's like ringing, if all of these distractions are going on um, and they're taking your attention away from the writing itself, you're really going to struggle to ever find flow because oftentimes flow is about that momentum and it's going to take some time to gain the momentum and then you want to hold on to the momentum as long as possible. And if you have an interruption while you have momentum, it's going to take you a long time. Some research has said 20, 25 minutes easily before you're back into it. Now, I found that actually when you get when you really prioritize learning to get into this flow state, one of the things that happens is you can get into it much more on demand, much more, much quicker, right? You can, you can say, okay, it's time to flow, right? And I'll talk about that in just a second here, but you say it's time to flow and the flow starts to happen, right? But an important part of that is to not let yourself have a bunch of distractions around. And then you want to carve out time. Now, for this, I actually, I love using Focusmate. It's, I interviewed the, the founder, Taylor Jacobson, uh, in an older episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. It's an online co-working platform where you schedule time in 25-minute, 50-minute, or 75-minute blocks. And I like 25 minutes because it just kind of forces you to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. I have to get started. If I'm going to get uh, get done by the end, like that's that's what I have to do, right? But you carve out these chunks of time during which you plan to be in flow state, during which you plan to write from the flow state. And then you just go. You just start writing. Now, it doesn't have to be great writing. The, the whole point here is to get it out as quick as possible and to, to tap into this flow state of in, like being, uh, what do I want to say? The, this is part of creating that challenge, right? Where challenge meets skill and, and preparedness, right? Um, part of creating the challenge is saying, I just need to, like, even if I don't feel like I'm in the flow state yet, I need to start. I need to get going. I need to, I need to try and get this done within this time window that I've created. And it may be like during this 30 minutes, I need to get 300 words. I need to get 500 words done, right? And that's just the goal. And it, again, it doesn't have to be 
perfect, but it does have to be, um, it, you do have to be like getting yourself going. You have to be getting the momentum going. And when you do that, when you do that, what you'll find is the flow state starts to come. Now, the one thing that'll kill your flow, if you want to do flow-based copywriting, don't do this. Don't edit while writing your draft. Don't edit while writing your draft. Um, what I'll say about that is writing flow is not equal to editing flow. You can edit from a state of flow. And in fact, a lot of times when I am editing, I get in a different type of flow, right? But if you're trying to bounce back and forth between writing and is this good enough writing? Is this good enough writing? Is this good enough? It's not going to, it's not going to let you be in that flow state. And so what you want to do is like, I like to do this at least on a section by section basis. I'm, I'm writing a section of copy. And, and my whole intention there is just to get the section of copy out. And yeah, there may be a little bit of like, oh, that didn't come out quite right that's going on, but I'm not, I'm trying very hard not to question um, if this is the right thing until after it's, it's on the page, right? And then I can come back at it later and I can say, okay, like, does this work? Does this work like I thought it would work? And if it doesn't, you know, kill it and write something else, right? Or save it, but write something else. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll go back to the beginning of the section and I'll hit enter a bunch of times so it creates a bunch of space. And then I'll just start writing a new version of it. And sometimes that new version is, is much better, uh, maybe because I'm more mentally prepared to write it after writing the, the bad first draft, right? But the important thing here is that you can't be editing while you're writing. You can't be wearing your editor's hat while you're writing your flow-based copywriter's hat while you're wearing that. So um, just focus on getting the writing out and then come back and edit. Um, and, and, and when you do this and you make it a, a habit and a practice of, of doing this, what happens is you find it easier and easier to tap into the flow state in your writing and... Uh, it can it can be the secret to really becoming much more prolific, but also much more uh, profitable and successful as a copywriter because the energy that you get from the copy that's written in the flow state, well, it's much more likely to make you vibrate. My call to action for you at the end of this episode is to ask yourself how you can use this. What are you doing to get into flow state while you're writing? Whether you're writing, you know, maybe long form direct response copy or content or emails or whatever it is, right? How can you get in the flow state more while you're doing your copywriting? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I'm also including links in the description to my high velocity copywriting course. And that's part of BTMS Insiders. It's a streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses where you pay one low fee, you get streaming access to everything. All those links are in the description as well as ways to subscribe. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.